Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, uh, Scary Talk is back. Hi, everyone. My name is Andre, and this is... David. David is my boyfriend, and today we are going to... Spoiler alert, he's gay. Hi. <laughs> That's true. Hi, sisters. So, today we're going to be talking about um, doppelgangers. This is kind of a trail-off of last episode, uh, which should be up by now. Uh, we... But I haven't heard it yet. No, he has not heard it yet. I do not give him any exclusives. Only Shannon and I know what the final product looks like before it goes out. He won't even tell me what they're about. <laughs> so we're talking about doppelgangers today as kind of an extension of last episode because my boyfriend and I just watched the movie Us. Jordan Peele's Us. And we have some thoughts, right? Yes, lots of thoughts. Lots of thoughts. So <laughs> what, what, gr- what grade would you give it? A through F. I'd give it an A, not an A plus, an A. I'd give it an A minus. I think. I think Get Out was an A, and this is an A minus. Why? Um, I think the this. This story- is not movie talk, by the way. It's scary talk. I know, but we, we <laughs> might as well start by talking about the movie. Um, I thought that Get Out was a more cohesive movie. Like this one, Us, left me with a lot more questions than Get Out did. Just about like how the universe works, which isn't a good thing for a movie to do yeah yeah that's true me too i i also read this like pop sugar article on the meaning of the movie and it mentioned how like the article itself said we think that jordan peele's um well spoiler by the way huge spoilers for the whole movie if you don't want spoilers get out (laughs) i get it um the article said that they thought that the the metaphor of the tethered which are the doppelgangers in the movie was convoluted and i agree with that so in that sense, it was worse than Get Out because the universe was convoluted. Yeah, uh, I thought the trailer was actually kind of like misleading because it made it seem like those four, like the clones of the family, were going to be like the only clones in the movie. Yeah, and that there was something special about Lupita Nyong'o's character, but apparently, like everyone on Earth or everyone in America, excuse me, yeah, has a clone, has a clone, has a doppelganger. Yeah, I thought that too. I thought it was going to be a home invasion movie. Yeah, and it was just like those four, and that would have made it so much creepier. Like, where do they come from? Why? Exactly. Like, I thought that what they did made it less scary. Yeah. Well, it made it more realistic because they, like, they came from a literal place. Mm-hmm. They didn't just appear. It wasn't just demons. It was, like, literal clones made by the government. Yeah, they're, like, actually humans. <laughs> yeah, they're actually just humans. They're nothing special. Um, but that also made it better because, like, a lot of people complain about, like, hyper fantasy in horror movies. And mm-hmm. this brings it back down to Earth. Like, if you really want to, like, take it there, it could technically happen, like, you know, cloning is a thing in the real world. Yeah. Um, Plus, people always complain that, like, too much gets given away in trailers. So, if you, like, show everything. Yeah, well, that's different. That is different. Like, not showing a lot in trailers doesn't mean you should have a misleading trailer. That's totally different. Like, there, this trailer just came out for um, the newest Quentin Tarantino movie with Leo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. And, again, this is not movie talk. We're sorry, everyone. But, um, no, we're not. <laughs> But, uh, and it was, it was like short and sweet and didn't give much away. It was just like snippets of the movie that didn't make sense together. Mm-hmm. Like they just kind of put them in there, but that's good. Cause it gives you like a taste, but it doesn't actually tell you what the story is. Yeah. The us trailer also doesn't tell you what the story is, but it does not by just like giving you snippets, but by lying to you about <laughs> what the story is. And that's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, I expected to watch a home invasion movie, which I guess it is for like the first 10 minutes, but then it's not. So doppelgangers your thoughts on them oh you you haven't heard the episode i recorded with shannon correct so yeah this is fresh okay just go ahead um i think that there probably are like clones of people on the earth but i think it's like people from other dimensions coming in you know like like uh 
a glitch in the matrix kind of thing like um people from alternate universes like from the multiverse like getting pushed into ours through something like you you've told me that the, that's what you think ghosts might be like people from alternate universe coming into ours and us seeing them oddly as ghosts yeah so i think that could be the same thing but for like doppelgangers so Shannon and I mentioned that in the episode that we just recorded. One of us did. I don't remember who. But we said, like, um, it could be... It could be... Okay, so if you if you believe in the multiverse, basically what you believe in is that you exist in multiple dimensions. And you are doing different things in those dimensions. But, like, you look the same. Yeah, basically, like, every time you make a decision, there's, like, a different universe where you make the opposite decision. Kind of like that, yeah. So there's, like, a billion of you. Right. And, like, a doppelganger could just be one of those that you can accidentally see for, like, a second because of a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. I think that's the most likely explanation of doppelgangers. I, I think that is very interesting, but I don't think it's likely at all. I think that's way too fucking, like, fantastical. Then what do you think they are? I think it could just be, I don't know, something, like, demon-y. For the <laughs> listeners, you should know that I am not a believer of demons <laughs> or aliens. Um, I guess I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, for me, doppelgangers are one of those things that I have a hard time boxing because it doesn't really fit with anything. Like, I don't think it's aliens. I don't think it's ghosts. I don't think it's like the devil, literally. Mm -hmm. So forget the demons. But... Uh, well, I, I obviously, since I haven't listened to the podcast, I don't know if you guys went into it. Like, obviously, the word comes from German, and I think it's based off like a specific German like folktale or something. So, did you guys go into like the origin of the term um, where that came from? No, the article that I read um, mentioned that the word came from German and gave a literal translation, but it didn't say anything about a folktale. Do you, what do you know about this? Oh, I don't know anything. That's why I was hoping that you guys did. <laughs> um, Literally, the first time I heard it was on Yu-Gi-Oh! Because apparently there's, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh! card called uh -huh. Doppelganger. And my brother was obsessed with that uh, anime. So I watched a lot of it with him. Mm, that's funny. Um, another, another... Well, something else that Shannon and I talked about was this concept of bilocation. We, we thought that at the end of the episode, we both ended up thinking that this kind of actually was the most likely thing that we both wanted to settle on for what doppelgangers are. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not anything interdimensional. It's that people are supposedly able to have like their spirit travel somewhere else while, while they are still in a place. So the thing that Shannon brought up to illustrate this, illustrate this example, sorry, is um, this uh, story of this teacher, um, like years ago, she was, she would give classes to her students. Um, this was like the 10th or something or 16th, like teaching position that she'd had in the last like 18 years. Actually, I think the 18th teaching position she'd had in the last 16 years, because this was, she was like a young teacher, but she'd always get fired from everywhere because um, she would have doppelganger problems. People would always complain about the same thing. But it was only, like, the last position that she had that a lot of people, um, that, that, that the story became popular. Like, what kind of so, problems? So, basically, what it was is students would report that they could see 
their teacher like they would they would report that they could that the teacher would go take a break and they could see the teacher outside like taking a break like having a smoke in the field or whatever like they would see her from the window but at the same time that they could see the teacher like on the chalkboard <laughs> writing at the same time but like why would that get her fired if Be- they know that she's like doing her job i don't know maybe like people thought that it was demons and they were scared like the dean was scared what Any- when was this like what year um this was like in the 1900s i think like early early 1900s oh, well, in that, France, that makes I more think. sense um so is, so is that like the same thing as astral projection then so <laughs> that's what Shannon said, but I said, no, that wouldn't be it because astral projection, people can't see your projection. Only you can see it. Well, according to a book I read, (laughs) I read it was written in like, I think the 60s or something. It was like this author. She does a lot of like, not sci-fi exactly, but like spooky books for kids. And it was focused on astral projection. And the whole thing was that, like, the main character kept getting into, like, a lot of awkward social situations because people claimed that she was somewhere that she wasn't because she had an evil twin that she didn't know about that was astral projecting itself into her life. So, like, when she was sick with the flu the and, like, she told her boyfriend that she couldn't go out with him, he saw her astral, he saw her twin's astral projection That's on the beach. so convoluted. So, what, like, it's, it's not like the twin, the evil twin is inserting herself into this girl's life well it's was, the twins astral projection but wouldn't the twin just do the the, the twin had like killed her adopted sister and <laughs> was therefore in like a mental institution for the rest of her life oh my god so the only way to get out was by astral projecting okay well if you can't see someone's astral projection then yeah it is the same thing but in this case it's called bilocation because that's what the account like someone in the account like called it like, maybe it was the teacher i was like oh i think i'm able to bilocate and that's what my students are seeing or whatever and basically what she or what shannon theorized it was was that if you want to be somewhere really badly um like i don't know humans are psychic or whatever so some people will have the ability to actually like literally put themselves there or like part of themselves there like part of their soul i guess you could say like a horcrux. in that place yeah while still being in the other place mm-hmm. and the reason that made sense to me is because she mentioned that uh in the accounts of this case, like, being described, one of the students said that, like, they went up to, like, touch the teacher that was still writing on the chalkboard and that their hands would, like, go through her. Not like a ghost, but that she was made of cobweb. So they think the real one was the one smoking and the one in the classroom yeah. was the fake one? Yeah, but, like, she was. Like, the teacher did go and take breaks sometimes, and she'd say that. So they... But she'd be like, okay, I'm going to keep teaching, but it... I'm also going to go smoke? <laughs> Don't know. Like she acknowledged that it happened. I don't. Or maybe, or maybe I'm just recounting this wrong. And the teacher would would never take breaks. He would just teach. But she wanted so badly to be outside, like with the flowers or whatever, that she would. And then the te- like the students would see her in two places. But like, did she acknowledge that it was happening, or did she like deny it the whole time? Um, I think she acknowledged it. That that like that's something that happened to her. Like, like she's just like, oh, that's weird. Not to the students, but to like the deans. But then she still got fired anyway. Like she said, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I can do this. Or she's like, it's just a weird thing that happens. I don't have that many details. Okay, but. fine. Also, just to give like full credit, the author is Lois Duncan. I don't remember the name of the book. Don't worry, no one's coming for you. Um, so by location, that's what we thought. Was it like that's what doppelgangers are? Because there was also this other case that I told her about, long story short, about this nun um, during um, the 1600s. She was a Spanish nun, and these, uh, like, Spanish conquerors went to New Mexico uh, for the first time ever, and there were already Indians practicing Catholicism, and they were like, how is that possible? And they figured out, like, through, I don't know, like, detective work, that this uh, nun back in Spain 
was bilocating across the ocean and teaching these Indians Catholicism. She really loves God. Yeah. So. Did you guys talk about evil twins at all? Like, um, do you think that that's a thing? We meant, no. No. Like, not at all? No, we didn't talk about that. I just, like, wh- I don't think that at all. Does that make sense? Like, where do they come from? What's the point? Demons, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I told you I didn't think it was demons. Or it could just be like, in that book where it's like a parent trap situation and like one's just evil yeah but <laughs> anyway um yeah my location thoughts do you think that's it i mean what do you settle on um i mean that's those are probably the two most probable theories that we've come up with the either the multiverse or this um i probably still lean towards the multiverse thing because that seems more possible to me personally but i can see why that one's also like considered possibly the truth by a lot of people so what what if they're just clones what if they're just government clones like in us i don't think that humans have been cloned yet humans have been cloned though i mean did you hear this recent story about this baby in china who was? Oh, sorry, that was CRISPR. That was different. She was yeah, genetically altered. Yeah, but they finally did it. There are, uh, there's a different story. Sorry, from South Korea, that um, about the scientists that like were able to clone a human, and it's like, and now this cloned human is like a baby, and it's growing. But like people were like, oh, that story's a hoax. But it was never like settled, because the the lab was like, nope, not a hoax. They like double down. Um. Well. <clears throat> without having more information, I don't know if I can really respond to that. I doubt that humans have been cloned yet. Well, but let, no, let, I mean, let's talk about clones. I mean, why, why, why not? Because <laughs> I, well, honestly, I don't know anything about the process of cloning. Like, it seems like they had enough trouble with that sheep that they kind <laughs> of haven't pursued it a lot, except for like Barbara Streisand's dog. I don't know like the specifics, but I know that it's, I mean, all you need uh, whatever. I don't know anything. I'm dumb. Exactly. Um, <laughs> one. So, are you saying that you think that bilocation is the answer of? This? I think. I think it's the most likely. Like there were some. There were some accounts that would completely contradict that. But at some point, you have to choose what you believe. So yeah. So according to you, like if there are two of a people, that person's doing it on purpose. Sure. Yes. Okay. Because I was gonna ask, like in the movie, there's the whole thing about tethering between the two people. I was going to ask, like, oh, do you think that that could be a thing? That if, like, there's someone in the universe out there who is, like, your copy, are you going to have, like, some sort of magnetism to them? Or are they going to be, like, drawn to you? Or is there something, like, connecting you? Um, Like, mirroring your actions somehow? Yes. But if you don't think that that's a thing that actually happens, it's hard to... Like, like if you don't think there are copies of people without them knowing about it, you can't really say if they have a connection, you know? Huh. Okay, now let me talk to you about this other theory. So there was this um, case of this poet who, his name was um, Johann van Goeth, and he lived in the 1800s. And he, so the story here was that one day he was like walking on a trail, but like on his way to visit a friend, and he saw himself riding a horse in different clothing, like coming from the opposite direction and then they like exchanged looks him and the doppelganger and then doppelganger disappeared so (laughs) there's that and and the thing here is 
something that I mentioned in the episode is that in Norse and Finnish mythology, there are also doppelgangers. But for those groups of people, um, doppelgangers are actually um, these beings that do actions that you're going to do in the future, but before you do them. So they're like almost like premonition beings. They're like a premonition, but on a physical form. So like in in like in Finnish mythology, if you see a doppelganger, what you'll actually see is someone doing some action that you were gonna do like next week or you were gonna do it like next year or whatever. And the reason I bring this up is because the story of Johan van Goth, like eight years later, this guy was like riding a horse on a trail and he realized that he found himself in the exact same place wearing the exact same clothes that he had seen his doppelganger do and wear eight years ago. So what's up with that? Well, if it's, like, well-established in the mythology, then it could be, like, who is, like, predicting who? Like, if you see the thing, is it going to make you want to do it versus you were going to do it anyway and it was just, like, a premonition? I understand. Like, like maybe because you see, like, your doppelganger wearing a purple shirt, it's going to make you think, like, oh, I want to wear a purple shirt now. So maybe the doppelganger is getting you to do something you wouldn't normally do. Maybe, but it was the same trail and the same horse, I think. Or maybe not the same horse, but the same clothes. So now that we've covered everything we have to say about that, let's bring it back to the movie. And the thing I want to ask you about is the whole government conspiracy part of it. The movie revolves around the fact that like the government apparently created clones of every single human in the country in order to somehow control them. So I want to know what conspiracy theory do you believe the American government is perpetuating right now? I can't talk about that. <laughs> well, that's true. They're listening, aren't they? Yeah. The FBI is going to come knocking down my door. Hey, Nick. That's my FBI agent. <laughs> um, you you start. You tell me which one you believe, and I'll and I'll see like where you are at, and I'll only say one that's as controversial as yours, not less, no more. I think that the people who say that like the fluoride in the water like makes us a little more docile could have something to it. Like that that one's in the movie too. Yeah, they do mention the thing about fluoride. I forgot. Um, but yeah, like. I've never seen any studies about the effects that fluoride has on humans long term. Have you? Uh, no, but I think it is just for our teeth. That's what the dentists want you to think. Yeah. It's possible that... Oh, speaking of cloning, Avril Lavigne was cloned by the government in order to sell trash pop. There you go. Not just her record label? No, it was the government. Why do they want to shut down they wanna music? Keep us, they want to keep us docile. So they gave us Hello Kitty. <laughs> then explain Despacito. Despacito. Um, that was the that was the government cloning cl- cloning Luis Fonsi. Because if you know anything about Luis Fonsi before he did Despacito, he did not used to do that kind of music. So it could be that the artist just grew. But what's more likely? That he just decided to try another genre or that the U.S. government cloned him? I think it's more likely that he's just selling out. <laughs> I think it was cloned. Um, like, what did they do with the real Fonzie? They put him in a hole, and he died. Are they feeding him raw rabbit? No, no, he's just dead. Oh, do you know what I really want to talk to you about? What? The <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Britney Spears' is dead conspiracy theory? No. So the conspiracy theory is that she's dead, and she was cloned. Why, you ask? <laughs> is this any different from Avril? N- yes, it is different. So Avril killed herself because she was sad that her grandpa died. 
Britney was in a car accident with Justin Timberlake. She was 16, had just finished recording the Baby One More Time music video. The album was done. They went joyriding in Britney's parents' car one day illegally, and she lost control of the car, according to the theory, and she was decapitated in the accident, and Justin Timberlake was left comatose. So, what happens? The label has a couple options. They can either release the album and the music video as like the final work of a now dead artist right the only work the only work they can shelve the whole album and music video but they already spent too much money and time like investing into this to like do that but again even if they did release it and she was dead that wouldn't be great because like teenagers don't listen to dead people like it's like xxx tentacion yeah, I feel like people want to listen to, like, dead people. I don't know about that. Especially if they're, like, decapitated. That's cool. Or, as one uh, label genius thought of, they could find a lookalike and continue Britney's career. Because they knew this was going to be a hit. And they didn't want to just put out one music video they didn't have to. Just the Baby One More Time one. They wanted to continue that. But she died. So they found a lookalike. And uh, the lookalike took it from there. Apparently, the lookalike's name. Uh, she was found in a mall by label agents. And her name was Brittany Shears. <laughs> and her uncle, uh, she actually had experience, I guess, like <laughs> impersonating people because her uncle is the guy who took over Paul McCartney when he died. So Brittany Shears' uncle. <laughs> is any of this true? <laughs> this is all true. I'm, I'm telling you right now. I need proof. Um, okay, so I have proof. A couple of things. One, in the music video for... Okay, so one, what I find hilarious about this first is when I first heard about the Britney Spears' death theory, I thought that it was going to be that she died after 2007, right? Like, that would almost make sense. Before or after Blackout? Um, she died before Blackout. Because Blackout is just, just such a different album. Um, and I guess Blackout would have been just made by Mia Marie. <laughs> I don't, for those of you who don't know, Mia Marie sings all of 2013's Britney Jean. How Look long it has up. She been around. Poop, Mia Marie. Yeah. Uh, as a backing, um, as a like a backing vocalist for Britney. Yeah. Since 2008, she did some stuff for Circus. So according to you, like Britney Shears also sucks. So they had to bring in Mia Marie after <laughs> yeah, they I found guess. Britney Shears. <laughs> yeah, everyone look up the Mia Marie conspiracy theory. It's really interesting and also not a theory. It's real. Yeah, we don't have time to get into that. Anyway, um, so clues, sorry, evidence for the Britney Shears thing. So according to the theory, um, in the music video for Sometimes, Sometimes I Run, that song, you can see Britney uh, dressed in all white, like staring through like a pair of binoculars from a balcony to like staring at this girl who was at the beach and people are like that's her like she <laughs> that's britney shears in the balcony wishing she could go back to her regular girl life but like is can you tell a difference between like britney shears and britney spears from like the one video that the real britney was in um i can't but apparently people that believe the theory can like like what should we be looking for if we want well, to try and spot the bigger difference? boobs that's one britney shears had bigger boobs than britney and the record label needed to explain that so they started the rumor that britney spears got a boob job which okay like obviously i don't believe this theory um but that was a real rumor in the early 2000s that britney spears did get a boob job britney spears denied it all along but then like in 2013 she was like yeah i got a boob job when i was 17 I admit it. So, obviously, like, the theory is debunked. But, like, in all fairness, people who believe this theory believed that when it came out. And this theory came out in 2001. Like, the even, like, the BritneyIsDead.com website, which is where the theory started, is now a defunct website. So, no one's really talking about this. But I thought it was super-duper interesting. 
because some people back then actually did believe it. Another clue is in the video for Lucky, there's two Britney Spears in that video. I don't know if you've seen it. Well, no, I haven't. What's wrong with you? Um, there's two Britney Spears in that video, and therefore that's the clue. I don't know. <laughs> Well, like, does she sound different from her first album through the rest? I mean... Like, before Mia Marie takes over? She does sound a little higher pitched in Oops, I Did It Again, which, like, total evidence. But in reality, not total evidence at all. She just decided to sound a little higher, because why not? Well, because they made her. Yeah. That's a whole other theory that we can get into. Is it really a theory? I mean, I guess not. It's not a theory. You can hear her voice. Britney Spears' voice is, like, baby voice is totally fake. And Max Martin and her label at the time when she first started wanted her to have, like, a trademark sound. So they went with that. And, like, but she can sing like that because it's not sustainable. And because of that, she can never sing live. And that's why she never sings live. She always lip sings. But it's too late to, like, get rid of her brand now. So she's just going to do that till she dies. She's going to sound like that. New theory. No one actually sounds like that. They just auto-tuned a cat, and that's why she can't <laughs> sing live. Um, so, actually, we do have a couple of minutes. I would like to get into the memory theory just a little bit. So, please explain for our audience. Yeah. So, so for those of you who don't know, um, everyone knows this, of course. But for those of you who don't know. Uh, Mia Marie is a real person. She was <laughs> was a backing vocalist for Britney Spears in her albums, like her studio recordings. And I say was because she was fired after 2013. Why, you ask? Well, it's not official that she was fired, but like Britney stands, the Britney army knows she was let go. And it's obvious why. Because she, her vocals were used for a majority of Britney Spears' 2013 album, Britney Jean, and we are not sure why. I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's because Britney felt lazy. She didn't want to record. She sounded like shit. So Will I Am, the producer, decided to just use Mia Marie's vocals. But the point is that a lot of the vocals in that album, most of them, not the backing ones, but the main ones, are of this backing vocalist. It's not Britney Spears singing. Are you shook yet? It's not her singing in her album. But, like... Why? Like, they can't get one take of good Britney? Well, what I'm saying is maybe maybe it's the, maybe it's that, like, they did, but she sounded like shit. And Will I Am was like, I can't put this out. Mia, come do Britney's part. You sound better here than she does. I mean, I would believe it based off everything that I know about Britney, considering that she, like, doesn't sing, and when she has meet and greets, she's just like, hi. Again, she doesn't sing live. I mean, after I mean. after Britney Jean and before Britney Jean, she does sing. She just sings in the studio because, like, the baby voice is sustainable for, like, one take. <laughs> but it's not sustainable to, like, sing every night at a concert. So do you think that, like, they were unsatisfied with Mia Marie or, like, Britney was down to sing again when they got to Glory? Like, why did they go, bla- go back to Britney? Because people noticed. People noticed that it wasn't Britney Spears and Britney Jean. And they weren't supposed to notice, but they did. So Britney was like, if, it, if, if, if indeed they used her in 2013 because Britney just sounded like shit, Britney in 2016 was like, this can't happen again. So I'm just going to have to like do this. I'm just going to have to like make myself sound better. I don't know how, but I will. And how, I'm going to have to record this whole new Glory album, me. And she did. <laughs> so. And everyone knows how successful it was. Shut up. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, again, I don't think it's a theory. I think it's just reality. People just call it a theory because it's hard to accept that, like, your fave didn't actually record their own fucking album. Like, there are full songs 
where Britney's voice is in there at all. So again, she could have recorded the song, and maybe it's not her fault. It's the producer's fault. Like they just took she she did record the song, but they took her out because they thought Mia sounded better. But that's not like it's not like Britney Spears has no control over her album, and she's just like this innocent bystander. You know what I mean? If yeah. she really wanted to, she wouldn't have put that record out. So I think that looks bad on her. Have there been any like official interviews that have asked her or Will I of Am or anyone else? Of course not. Never. There never will be. They won't even get asked. No. I mean, maybe some ballsy reporter would ask them. Some ballsy independent reporter. Like, I'm not expecting them to like come out and admit it, but I'm just curious, like, if they have a statement when they get asked about this. No, because like any reporter that would get e- even close to ask a question to Will I Am or Britney Spears is probably like working for ET or for E. So, like, and they wouldn't ask those questions. Those questions are, like, pre-screened by Williams and Britney's people. What about, like, TMZ? They don't care. Yeah. The thing, though, is I know that a lot of people besides Britney fans notice that this is a a thing. Sorry. So, that's why. People just, the general public just doesn't know. Okay. Um, give our listeners a few songs to listen to to hear the difference. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So, Britney Spears sings literally two songs (laughs) completely. In Britney Jean. She sings Perfume, written by Sia. We stand. And Great song. <laughs> and she sings, oh my god, what's it called? Um, I'm going to look it up. But anyway, she sings another song. I'll tell you in a second. But Britney she, doesn't even sing Work Bitch? She does not sing Work Bitch, and I thought for the longest time that she did. So here's, here's what's amazing, right? You know how Britney Spears had like a British accent in 2007 when she lost her head? Yeah. Okay, so... And that, but then that became a thing that she used later. Like she used it in in Scream and Shout with Will I Am in 2013. Mm-hmm. She used that British accent. Um, she did, or someone else? Did? No, that was her. You can tell. Oh. But anyway, um, too bad. In Work, bitch. Like, isn't not only is Mia Marie like making herself sound like Britney Spears, she's making herself sound like Britney Spears, making herself sound like a British person. <laughs> That's commitment to the craft. She can make herself sound like Britney, like anyway so so like are they continuing to like pay her off for forever just so that she i think so oh you know there's an nda there like like why wouldn't they just like give her her own contract if she's such a good singer because well um, maybe she tried like getting in the music industry but she could only made it as a vocalist and now and now that she did like britney jean not because of her own fault she's just blacklisted from the industry now wouldn't you think so you think like she was too ugly to like not ugly? No, no. What I'm saying is like people notice the Britney Jean fiasco and they know Mia Marie's name is associated with it. The industry will never let Mia Marie become an artist. This is a theory I just made because then she could like I don't know tell the truth one day. But like before that, why did they like go to such lengths to like have a Britney Spears album when like by the time they got to that, Britney Spears was kind of on her way out. Like, I mean, like, why didn't they just, like, try and use because, Mia Marie as, like, the new hot thing? Because you, babe, because that's not how things work. You can't... Studios are always looking for, like, new people to promote. Yeah, but Mia Marie wouldn't, wouldn't be a new person. She'd just be a new Britney. How do you think the public would react to it? We are replacing Britney Spears with another human. I mean, they're not, like, going to say, like, we're replacing Britney. But, like, you obviously Mia- Britney was popular, so they'd want to fill that niche. So if they have someone new and young... Are you saying that they would let the public know that this is not Britney Spears? I'm not saying they would release it as a Britney album. Right. I'm saying they would just make Mia Marie a new person and with her own album that under just her name. Sounds That just sounds a lot like Britney Spears. Sure. No one would buy that. 
because that sounds like a carbon copy. I mean, of something. they wouldn't tell her like sing like Britney. But if she did, babe, no one would buy that. That's just not how things work. You think like her natural singing voice is exactly like Britney? You don't think she's like trying to make herself sound like Britney? No, but that's not what you're saying. If she just sang with her natural singing voice, why go with her instead of any other girl that's hotter? If this is like if this has no association with Britney Spears whatsoever, and you're saying they could have just released a hot new girl, why her? There's like a thousand hot new girls they have in a lineup already. Mia Marie is like in her thirties. Like, I didn't know she was that old. Like, the only way she would come out with something is if it was something associated with Britney Spears. But what I'm saying is, even then, that would just be a fiasco. That wouldn't work. Fine. There you go. So, the other song in um, in uh, Britney Jean is called Hold On Tight. So, listen to Perfume and Hold On Tight. And that's Britney's voice in the Britney Jean album. Then listen to the worst examples of, like, what's not Britney's voice in that album, which are the songs Passenger and uh, Body Ache. So Passenger and Body Ache are, for the most part, completely sung by Mia Marie. Passenger, note that the verses are sung by Britney, but everything else is not, meaning the choruses and the bridge. And you can hear a big, big difference in how the voices, like, switch from the verses to the chorus. And what about the one that features Jamie Lynn Spears? That is not Britney Spears for like one second. That is an imposter and it's cringy to listen to. And it's even more cringy because you're like, did the sister notice this too? Did she say something? Did Jamie Lynn notice? Because like, it's obviously not her sister's voice. Mm-hmm. That's just so weird to me. I don't know. Justice for Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Justice for Britney Jean, honestly. Because a lot, a lot of the songs Britney wrote completely. And when she was ma- first making this album in, like, early 2012, she released a statement saying, like, um, oh, this is a really personal album, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. But then William came on board and made, a, like, an EDM fucking droning sounds everywhere album, which is, like, fine, I guess, that the album ended up being that if it was still being sung by the artist. But he also, like, he also gave himself permission, I guess, to use Mia Marie in songs when he just thought, Britney didn't sound good enough instead of push Britney to sound better for those takes. That's so lazy. So, like, is does Will I Am have no oversight or did the label just, like, not care at all? He had all oversight in that album. No, I'm saying, like, no one was overseeing him. Probably the label. But the label probably didn't notice. It's a bunch of XX that, like, I've never listened to Britney. They just want to know if the song's, like, bang. Like, you don't think Britney would, like, notice and tell them, like, hey. Yes, but what I'm saying is I don't think Britney. I think Britney was in on it with Will I Am. So she wanted that to happen? I think she didn't care. I think she was just tired. I mean, if she couldn't even make the takes right, she probably like Will I Am was like, can I just use Mia's take? And she was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, in 2013, she looked like she was out of it and she didn't care. I mean, That's sad. from 2011 to 2013, she looked like she couldn't care less about what she was putting out. I mean, Femme Fatale was like not written by her at all, so... But it was still her last number one. Yeah, so... You know, anyway. Almost 20 years. Um, uh, This is not scary talk at all. <laughs> this is just pop talk. <laughs> it's but, what the people want to but hear. It was fun. It was fun. And, you know, it's technically a cloning thing. We're talking about clones. Exactly. Um, Britney Spears cloning conspiracy. And then it became this. But anyway, look it up. The Mia Marie conspiracy. Mia Marie, Britney Spears conspiracy. It'll blow your mind. Listen to the songs. Um, This was scary talk 10.5. Go see us. It was really good. Yes. One last question. Yes. Britney Shears just stopped performing <laughs> because her dad's sick. So is that Britney Spears' dad or is that Britney Shears' dad? 
I think it's Britney Spears' dad. So but why is Britney Shears showing so much concern? Because she has to, right? Like Britney's. I mean, because he's supposed to be Britney Spears. Yeah, but she could just be like, oh, it's a really hard time, but I'm still going to like keep performing and making money. Well, she didn't actually care. maybe the reason she's not is because even though it's not her dad, like people have theorized, actually, that the reason she's not doing domination, I mean, I mean, it's kind of a mean theory, that it's not because her dad got sick and she decided to like quit the show for now, postpone it, but because the ticket sales were so low. And she just said that it was about her dad, like, quote-unquote. But in reality, it was because ticket sales were low, which they kind of were. That is confirmed. But also, like, they were still pretty good considering that she'd been in Vegas for, like, years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, of course, she's not going to be, like, novel. And people aren't, like, she's not going to fill the whole room because people have seen her already. But, like, she was getting good ticket sales, but apparently not enough. They could just rebrand it as, like, an intimate show. They could. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think that's her image. Um, well... All our hearts go out to Mr. Shears. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, we wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, everyone, this was a bonus episode of Scary Talk. Remember that you can find us on Twitter at TalkScary. You can also find us on any podcast listening platforms. Um, we're on Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. We're on our heart, iHeartRadio now. Um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at dputz99. That's D-P-U-T-Z-9-9. You're really hungry for those followers, aren't you? Of course. <laughs> um, I will not tell you where you can find me because I have no social media. True story. Long story. He just runs the talk scary. I just, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so, any advice for our listeners? I always tell them don't have any large meals before bed because you'll have nightmares. Very true. Yeah, that's usually a bad idea. Don't drink caffeine right before you try and go to sleep. That's good. Go see lots of movies. Yeah. Movies are fun. Yeah. They're a good, like, waste of time, I guess, if you can call it that. Yeah, and I think they, like, make you dream more, which is always exciting. That was really deep. Okay. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Good night. Bye. (laughs)